0: I think a lot of marketers and marketing people love the creativity of marketing and the blurry line between advertising and marketing. But marketing is, at its heart, a part of the commercials of a business. You've got to be commercially aware.
1: Jobs in AdTech. If you're looking for a new role in the industry, there's only one place to go. Free job listing for all recruiters and talent acquisition managers until September. Go to jobsinadtech.com today. Jobs in Adtech. Hello and welcome to the shiny new object podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton, I'm the founder of Automated Creative. We are a creative effectiveness ad tech platform and this week we are recording a podcast with Tim Lyon, who is head of gaming marketing, global brand and programs at Facebook Gaming at Meta. So Tim, for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, can you give us a bit of background?
0: Hi Tom and thanks for having me on. I am, as you've said, I I lead the gaming program at, uh, Meta, the marketing program. I come to that via a fairly circuitous route. I started my career in hotels and restaurants in Sydney, in Australia. Um, that was, I studied hotel management and that was my, the beginning of my career, uh, and really enjoyed that, uh, but was always interested in entertainment and specifically at that point, cinema, uh, and through, reasons that don't bear going into now i managed to pivot to a job working on movies and had a 15 car- 15 year career as a assistant director a film technician crew member on films and television in australia and around the world that brought me to uh ireland and the uk and i now live in Ireland. and then when i was about 15 years ago now i was Planning to sort of settle down and get married and have children, I needed to leave that circus of of filmmaking, and decided to try to get a more sort of stable job. And was lucky enough to have a friend who was an executive coach, and she shepherded me through what my interests were. And back there and back then was the early days of social media and the internet, Uh, and we identified that tech and the internet and creativity were were areas of interest. And so I sort of ended up again i won't go into the detail but i ended up uh, at social media world forum many many years ago and i met the founder of a social media agency i was he was kind enough to let me uh join him as a sort of a placement unpaid placement which i could thankfully afford to do for a brief period at that time and through one thing or another that led to a contract role at sony electronics in london as the head of social media there or certainly as a beginning as a, as a social media contractor. That led to the head of social media role uh, for all of Europe uh, as, and a full-time position at Sony. And then I got uh, headhunted, I suppose, by Activision Publishing um, and ended up leading digital, uh, digital marketing for the international markets for Activision Publishing in the UK, uh, which is Call of Duty, Destiny, a uh, handful of other titles. Uh, which was fabulous and worked there for a number of years and then moved. My wife is Irish and we decided to move back to Dublin. So moved back to Dublin and I was a client of the gaming team at Meta. And so I tried to leverage those contacts. And again, there's a good long story about the interview process and the jobs I went for at Meta and then the job I eventually got. But perhaps that's for another time. But I ended up in this role as the head of EMEA marketing, which then evolved into this global brand and programs role uh, at gaming at Meta at Facebook Gaming, which has
1: been a brilliant part of my life for the last four years. So, in that career, what has been the best investment of your own time, energy, and money? Interesting question, and it's
0: more recently than than sort of back in the day. But I mean, obviously, a big investment has just been probably the blind ignorance of being willing to have a go at things with my career pivots. I just kind of always took the close my eyes and took the leap and that got me these different careers. But in my marketing career, as I've become more senior and been more very career focused rather than just trying things, uh, I have, when I've, I mentioned moving back to Dublin after I wrapped up the role at Activision for which I was, um, commuting for about six months back and forth between London and Dublin. And then when that role finished, um, I was not working. I was in Dublin and I thought, you know, mid forties. And I thought, if not now, when will I get fit? And I invested in, in health training, gym, something I'd never, ever done, joining a fitness club and focusing on my fitness has, Was never planned. I was sort of, I'm now interested in some of these people like what Andrew Huberman and Lane Norton who talk about the value of exercise and health to all of your life. But back then it was just like, you know, I'm in my mid forties. I need to get a bit, bit fit. And the impact that had on my career, my ability to think, the clarity that I have when I'm trying to solve a problem has been remarkable. And I'm not one of these people where like everyone should. I think everyone should exercise. I think everyone should do therapy. I think everyone should do all of these things. But for me, and I guess that's the only thing over which I have any control. It had a tremendous impact on my ability to just have an even keel, think through problems, uh, and has been a huge investment. And very thankfully at Meta, you know, we're very well looked after at Meta. And, uh, when I got that job, there's a stipend for health and wellness and that. Only made me double down because that meant I could pay for personal trainers and things like that. Uh, and you know I'm by no means a super fit. I'm not a triathlete or anything like that. I'm just I exercise four or five times a week and it just what it does for my head more than my health is is incredible.
1: So moving on now to. Marketing advice, what is that silver bullet bit of information that you find yourself sharing with folk most often?
0: Again, there's going to be a slightly apocryphal story in here, Tom, and you forgive me, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but my tip is understand the commercials of your business. I think a lot of marketers and marketing people love the creativity of marketing and the blurry line between advertising and marketing, but marketing is at its heart a part of the commercials of a business. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> uh, i remember being at stoney fairly early as i said in, in my marketing career and myself and my team were planning some social marketing uh, and for the, it was for the new bravias and someone on my team had proposed this competition. the sony office in london is a near the mercedes track and it was an f1 weekend and we sort of again i won't go into detail but we thought about a tie-in between f1 a competition, a track day for people, and then they'd come home to have a new Bravia and they could watch the the Grand Prix on their new television, and that's what the winner got sort of thing. And we thought it was a good enough idea. I don't, I have a big aversion to competitions. I mean, marketing's changed a lot since then, but I think you remember the engagement bombs of social marketing, anything for, for engagement, regardless of the impact. And I think that's at the core of this lesson. Anyway, we had to present, they just brought in a new head of marcoms from Japan, who was a pretty serious guy, and we had to present the idea. And we presented this, you know, we'd worked on decks and pretty pictures and how it was going to get good engagement, et cetera, et cetera. And he looked at us and he said, how many Bravias do we sell in Europe every year? And I didn't have a clue. My team didn't have a clue. We were completely disassociated from the commercial side of the business, from how the marketing was going to impact or be impacted by what we needed to do as a business And that's what, that's the the top tip for me is just you, you need to be dialed into what the commercial objectives are, not just the marketing objectives. And I think it's very easy, particularly with self-serve and and digital and the ease at which you can get to market with marketing now compared to how it used to be with planning and buying and insertion orders and, and those sorts of things. And, and I mean, I know that Martech and digital media is not new, but I still think it's very easy to get something out there. And that ease come, sometimes comes at the cost of disassociating from the commercials. So that's, that's
1: my top tip is you've got to be commercially aware. So that's a very interesting context for your shiny new object, which is gaming. So we both know what gaming is, but why is it your shiny new object in a marketing context? I think the
0: scale is sort of staggering and the diversity of what it is. You know, the one word gaming doesn't really capture it in the same way that I suppose these days television doesn't really capture broadcast, streaming, et cetera, et cetera. But when I started, when I came from Activision where we were working on Call of Duty predominantly and a couple of other titles and it was the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. I'm never good with my Xbox names because I'm a PlayStation guy, but the new consoles, the, 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 the fourth generation of consoles had just been released and, you know, they're big, big financial you know, uh, commercial uh, items, those games and and the console cycles, they're big deals in in the whole media world, but certainly in the gaming world. Anyway, I thought I knew everything there was to know about gaming. Sorry, that's slightly overstated. But I thought I was well-versed in what gaming was and the gaming market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I got this role at Meta, it was Facebook at the time, but at Facebook Gaming, uh, and I started there – I very quickly realized how little I knew because 80% of the market is mobile, not just Facebooks, but globally, 80 plus percent of the gaming market worldwide, which is now about 150 billion annually, give or take, uh, is mobile games. And by virtue of being mobile games, it's not just the cliched teenage guy in the, in his mum's basement playing Call of Duty or World of Warcraft the diversity of the audience the depth of interest the different commercial models of games from free to play to uh you know uh in-app purchase to subscription um and console mobile and you know uh it's, it's it's a staggering huge global audience of highly media connected people across from again as i say it's a, it's a fairly broad church but they're all fairly media connected people i mean my mother who plays solitaire but doesn't consider herself a gamer is still you know connected to media quite more than she probably even realizes uh it's i think it's under it's misunderstood or under understood for for to use a very bad term by brands and markers more generally i think it's dismissed people think cinema they think streaming they think tv audience not as not as marketing channels but as media consumption habits they don't people don't often think about the hours and hours that people spend consuming games and the window of opportunity that presents to marketers and to brands but just that behavior which is not i don't feel personally and maybe i'm not reading the label well from inside the bottle but it doesn't feel to me like a lot of commercial brands or people think about gaming when they think about media consumption
1: the most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So my own insight here. So Automate Creative works with a very large number of very big brands all over the planet running campaigns through the funnel, right? That's not an ad. That's just my context. No one's ever spoken, ever used the word gaming, not once in a single brief. No one's ever said, oh, this is going to go to a gaming audience or it's going to go live on Twitch or this channel or they've never been mentioned. And I am with you. I'm on your side of the fence. I think that gaming's ginormous and it's completely fractured. And all of the great things that you mentioned, I'm not going to resell it to this audience. But why is it not in every single? brief why given the size of the audience given given the targeting that's available why is it just not a given what's the blocker i think it's a few things
0: number one it's a tough nut to crack it's just what you have is for the large part if you think about gamers on a bell curve the majority in the middle of the curve, uh which are skewed more towards probably this is not i'm, I'm going to contradict myself shortly but there is a there is a skew towards younger male gamers. Mm, I, I hesitate to say that, but for the sake of this argument, this works to, to answer your question. And they are highly media literate. There's a large. Let me put it this way: there is a large proportion of gamers who are highly media literate. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you remember, but um, when ad blockers first came out, and, you know, on PCs and and sort of on the web, and Gaming. The gaming audience were, particularly the PC gaming audience, were the first to adopt ad blockers and mobile ad blockers as well. They are just tuned in to what is. You know, they overclock computers. They know they they, they skew techie. They understand media in 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 a way not the way that media professionals do, but they they know what they like and they're they're discerning. I guess. So that's one thing. It's a tough nut to crack because you've got this sort of highly media literate audience. Um. But you also mentioned fragmentation, but I think the reason people don't think about it is they do still think that it is interdiverse, necessarily high value audience, in so much as if you think it is just young men on consoles, a consoles, i would I would guess that the vast majority of people think of gamers and gaming as the console-based behaviour, and consoles aren't an advertising channel, it's a hard. Unless you get a brand an IP partnership with, I don't know Marvel Spider Man, and you can get you know there are some companies that are doing in game ads as part of the game creative, like billboards in a city. Like if you think about Grand Theft Auto, and you can imagine someone doing actual branded billboards and, and and outdoor advertising in that game. That's there, but that's tiny. But actually, the vast majority, as I said, eighty plus percent of the addressable market are on mobile, which as you said, Tom, is a really easily targetable, easily reachable audience. And actually, uh, colleagues of mine at what uh, the Meta Audience Network at our our ad tech uh, platform uh, did a study, and gamers who play mobile games are very open to advertising if it's a solid value exchange, if it's like watch this ad and get free lives, free coins, levels up. They're very, very open to it. Yet it's only, and again, I don't, I don't have the percentage in my head, but the vast majority of users of in-game advertising for in in ad-supported games are other gaming companies, brands, and other mm. comp Other, they're not using it yet. The the I, I can't stress enough the diversity of the gaming audience of you know people of all. And actually, interestingly, we did a study in twenty. Where are we now? Twenty three in twenty. 2021, we did quite a deep study of uh, representation in mobile gaming, and it was a consumer study. And it's available. um, I can give you a link for show notes or something if you like, but it's available at the Meta for Business site. Um, And the – how am I going to put this? The the diversity of the gaming audience in terms of how people identify who play audiences in terms of gender, race, all underrepresented groups is probably, again, I'm – making some assumptions here because I don't have the data in front of me, but it skews more diverse and those harder to reach markets are actually probably easier to reach through gaming because that's where a lot of people are spending their time who are, you know, not sort of, I mean, uh, I'm struggling with my phrasing to get this right, but it's a diverse audience. So the other reason, I suppose, to try to land this plane that it's difficult is that people don't understand how diverse it is and how addressable the market is in mobile because I don't think a lot of brands or or marketers think about mobile advertising (music) in-game.
1: Tim, I, I feel we have just cracked the surface of this massive conversation and I've got it to have to wrap it up, but we are getting pretty close to time. So if someone wanted to go deeper with you on this subject, where would you like them to contact you and what makes a great outreach message to you?
0: A great outreach message is uh, that uh, I'm very happy to talk. You, know, As you can see, Tom, I don't mind talking. Um, for all of my my earlier conversation with you before we started about brevity, I'm not, uh, I am not haven't been brief um i'm happy to talk to people they can reach out to me uh best to reach out to me on my personal email on at at me.com linkedin is always very good tim lyon it's l-i-o-n as you'll see in the, the notes like the animal uh, i i'm happy to help my my theory has always been you know don't be afraid to ask for help and this is that i mentioned at the top of the 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 show the executive coach that i had she taught me she said you know what would you do if someone asked you for help? And I was like, I would help them. You know, someone reached out and said, can you help me with my career or can you answer this question? I would, of course, help them. And you have to remember that yourself. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I have a question or, hey, do you think you could introduce me to or can I talk to you about i Z? I'm happy given the time and opportunity and my capacity to do it to help people. So uh, I don't need to be one over. I just, you know, I, I hate to sound cliche, but
1: authentic requests for conversation i'm very open to tim thank you so much for your time and thanks for squeezing this in while you're on holiday i can't that says a lot about you and um thank you so much it's an absolute pleasure i really appreciate being on tom thank you hi just before you back uh if you'd like to speak on the podcast or will be a guest or you think i'm asking the wrong questions anything i will be super interested to hear what you think so please email me at tom at automated dot net that's t-o-m at uh i'm not gonna bother spelling it anyway you'll work it out thanks so much